Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working nine to five. Afternoon. One of those. <laughs> this is Patty Wilson. We're on Patty's Playhouse. We get bumped a lot for football, so I'm not sure when we're going to be on. But the game's canceled, so you're oh, on normal. Oh, the game's canceled! Yay! Look at so us. It's 11 a.m. So happy brunch on a Saturday. We, we have, have a, brunch a on non-bumped a week. Yeah, it's Patty and Scott. Our number is eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. And we always do a Facebook Live when we record, best we can, depending on my hair. Scott's, there, it's really that. Scott's hair. It's not bad. <laughs> True that. So did you know that when we are muted because we play a song that's got too much copyright, that it shows a caption on Facebook? I didn't know that. I was I was reading myself. What kind of caption? <laughs> like closed captioning. Oh, it'll okay. mute so the it's, music, it's but it'll give you the saying, words. Saying what we're saying? Correct. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm captioned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not sure that's a great thing, but okay. I was so excited. We'll take it. Oh, my goodness was very excited about being captioned there's a first for everything i know it's really the little things i still can't believe it so did you know that this week our little show the idea of the show 
It's five years old. The idea of the show mm-hmm. is five years Well, happy anniversary. I set up, We I don't know if we'd start recording or not, but we had set up like Facebook pages and we'd set up the background stuff. He gave me the name, John, Radio John gave me the name. And it's five years old this week. Five years old. I barely stay married for five years. Like well, five I mean, years. Five years is five years for sure. I, it's a I'm, long time. I remember the, the name of the show coming up and speaking about it, but I don't remember when that was. Five years. It's been a while. Well, five, clearly, I five don't years. remember. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it was five years. Yeah. I would have thought it was closer to November, December, but it wasn't. Hmm. Yeah. So I've known you for five years. Wow. I mean, yeah, because I met you that August. I think it was that August. That is true. Yeah. So we sell real estate. We help folks buy, sell, and invest in real estate. Our website's www.brokeragefl.com. Brokeragefl.com. And that's what we do. So we talk about real estate once a week because that's all they'll let us have here. Whether you need it or not. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about Scott's idea. He was watching uh, Saturday Night Fever on Reels last night. Well, there's nothing. The background. First of all, there's nothing on on Tuesday any longer. So let's oh, just, we'll start What was there. on? Nothing. Wow. So uh, I was going through the channels and um, saw that there was a Grease uh, tribute, uh-huh. you know, so many years later. And so they had a lot of the original cast speaking about what was going on behind the scenes, et cetera. And the next one was Saturday Night Fever which I had really forgotten about. And I had forgotten about that, quite frankly, he had filmed, uh, John Travolta filmed it before uh-huh. Greece, and he was concerned about it because there was a lot of conjecture in terms of what type of movie it was going to be. And uh, obviously we know how that turned out, which is really right. well. But as they were going through uh, the Saturday Night um, Fever aspect of it, which was the second hour episode they started playing the music from saturday night fever and i was like oh my gosh i totally forgot about it and all of these bg songs and yvonne element and kc and the sunshine band and so i was thinking well that could be the songs that we play tomorrow however what i thought about was i wonder how different it is buying and selling real estate in the 70s versus today because we clearly would not have been doing that at that time. We would have been very youthful. So he, yeah, I was like five. I was born in 67 before uh, you. Back at you. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I, so I did a little research. I'm like, that's a great idea. Well, let's pitch it. And I found, I mean, tons of articles about uh, price inflation, the functionality of the home, which is always my fascination is how does a family function in a home? Probably because. When you think about it, I grew up in a 1,200-square-foot home, three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath with a 1,200-square-foot basement that wasn't finished until years later right. when we were in our teens, and we functioned. Well, so I, homes are so much bigger, and families are so much smaller. True. I was middle of seven. And and what we need in them are certainly different Completely today. different. And I was thinking to myself because I remember having conversations with my dad and him saying, you know, the first house that he bought, it was owner financed. So he didn't have to go to the bank and it was just easier. And so that's really what started him in his ability to buy 
homes, and that was in Sarasota. I went to look back at the same house because he bought that house at $40,000, and that house today sells for about $800,000. So it is quite interesting how, you know, not only the the topography changes in terms of the land and the, the way that um, the areas have changed significantly, especially from Central Florida down, um, and the price prices for homes certainly have as well. But moreover, like how how you got a mortgage, you know, how much you paid for a house. I mean, those things just came to my so mind. It was so much easier to get a right. mortgage than right. So and much so easier. I, I just was thinking about it all. I feel like I missed out on that part of it. So like it was so much easier. You had relationships with banks. You they were like they Correct. just write you a check. Yep. You didn't go through. 45 days of underwriting until the 80s. The 80s is when it changed. Well, it's typically That's a few before that. that like my all. husband was a broker before he was an appraiser because you only to appraise you only needed a broker's license until the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, his license number is 501. Goodness. So it was early, 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 but he appraised longer than that, and it's just very different now. It's tedious, obnoxious. Well, I think there's time just, consuming. There, <laughs> like, there's so much more, you know, protection than there was for the lender. Well, clearly, but additionally, you know, when you when you look at homes today, there wasn't so many homes that were Mm-mm. the ages that they are today. You know, sixty, seventy, eighty years old. When back then, they wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. So there's so much more involved, and we know a lot more today. We do. Than we, but I think it's fa- I do think it's a fascinating topic. Like I think oh. So I was just thinking seventies. Not even before that, but how things have changed. So what did you find in your uh Well we'll talk about that and we're gonna talk about um stupid listings. So oh. we're gonna start a new segment. Goodness, they're called stupid listings and a listing is a home being presented for sale and I've always made fun of that. Some listings. Like that has been my my following on Facebook has come through these real estate fails. Yeah. I, I, so we're going to talk about that. We have some funny ones. I think it's the way that listings are gone about sometimes. There's not a lot of thought in terms of how other people may perceive them other than I always think about that even when I'm designing a home, but I also think about that in terms – I mean, it's marketing 101, right? I mean, But you could say that some of these were inexperienced, but these agents, the ones that we picked not. out, we're not going to give out the address, but they are very experienced. They're just taking shortcuts Well, and, in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of it has to do with the market and limited inventory, and so I think that it's taken this whole um, – seller's market to a whole nother level i mm. think that they're, they're skipping things that are just the obvious you can't skip steps no you can't shouldn't you, sh- you, you can. can you you, you lose money as soon as you <laughs> skip a step yeah as soon as you use the cell phone fixtures like if coming soon like we have a couple that are coming soon and i have a cell phone but that's going to be changed out once it's active true you can't you can, but it's going to affect the bottom line. It's going to affect the number of people willing to go to the house. It's going to affect the price in the end. So I mean, you're losing. The longer you're on market, your property values are just going just down. Just because you're taking it with a phone doesn't mean that you don't have editing value. No, Take there's some time tons and just of check stuff. out the picture. You, there's a that's little on grid, like on your photo app. You can put a little grid so when you take the picture, you know it's straight. Then there's little apps to straighten the photo. If you haven't straightened it, straighten it because it looks like you've had seismic 
activity in the house. Yeah, and how about getting your face out? So we're going to talk about stupid. We're going to do segments on that. We have to think of a name. So if anyone could think of a kitschy name, like stupid human pet tricks, something funny. Listing fails. And then the 1970s and, and what... What is the benefit of have being able? Should you have kept your home, sell it? When's your buying power over the last forty years? Be interesting to know. And that is the BJ's. <laughs> Glad I could help out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. And the moment that you wonder. Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're talking houses, Patty and Scott. 70s style. 70s style. So do you know the inspiration for this song? Did they tell you? Um, On Reels? R-E-E-L-Z. I don't recall them saying what the inspiration for this was, but I did hear that they wrote five of the songs, which were all top number one mm-hmm. uh, hits within three days. So... Stayed Three days alive. Of the, the inspiration was Barry was driving across a bridge, and, he was and that beat, alive. that beat was there. Ah. The beat of "Staying Alive," that song, and that's when he came. And then the words came. Ah, well, they did apparently all of them really quick. Yeah, it was and amazing. They're all, they're all really good, and they're all. Yeah. I mean, Barry's it left. That's all it's left right now. But yeah, so we're going to talk about houses from the seventies because we're of the seventies. It's a good. Good convo. So so to speak. So the houses are much larger than the average home in the 70s. Yeah. And the families are much smaller. Much. So the advantage of buying a home, what's the, what's the number one advantage of buying a home? You're, are you speaking now? Yeah. Anytime. Anytime between now and when homes were built. Control cost. That's it. Fix your costs. Yeah. That's the number one. Because... If you're going to go rent, then you're you're on market. You're right. on like it's like natural gas is a utility and it's regulated, but propane isn't. Yeah. It's basically the gas pump. It's the same idea. Rent is like your gas pump. You don't know what it's going to be from one year to the next. Well, you have no control. But a that. house, you're controlling your costs. So as I was taught when I first started a couple decades ago, was that you get the biggest house for your money. To control your costs so you can kind of grow within the house. Because anytime you go to buy and sell, you're going to have transactional costs, which are only getting bigger right? As, sure. as time moves on. So that is not included in any of the stats that I found. But I think that is such a huge, especially Florida, yeah. such a huge closing cost, I mean, chunk of money. That would be interesting to know what the closing, I can look it up, what right? closing cost situations were back in the 70s. I'm sure it was like, nominal. It had to be very nominal. Nominal. Because I looked up a random house today. It was a 32312. The land sold in 1979. So it was right when the house was banned. The land sold. It was three quarters of an acre for $500 up Meridian. Wow. 
And it wasn't $500 like a private sale where they just kind of show consideration of $500. It was truly Five hundred dollars for three quarters of an acre. Has to go for more than. It was. It was like four. The house is worth like four hundred thousand right now. So. So that is, but it's it's nominal in the end. If they would have stayed or built on it, then. Yeah, my dad used to always say, "You never made money by moving." You never make money by getting divorced. I mean, like I think, why don't I have as much money as some of my peers? I'm like, oh, you stayed married. Right. That's why you weren't paying child support. You weren't like all of that division of asset. And sometimes it's worth it emotionally. I ain't going to lie. In my case, my first ex-husband, I only have one. But it only gets worse. It only gets worse when you switch from Pop-Tarts to Shreve. <laughs> I have to tell you. So, White wine I mean, to red wine. Right. I mean, it is, it is, uh, <laughs> it it only, is very costly. But staying, I mean, staying, it's like staying with the same vehicle as long as you can. Yep. I mean, it's it's all of that. If you can stay in the house, and it's not what you think a realtor is going to tell you to do except this one well i want you to have when you go to sell as much buying power as possible right but we can only give you information what you choose to do now but you you mean the whole goal is to sell houses but i know i'm not selling a house through the radio if you can just hold on a little longer and look at the past that's why i love statistics this is what might could happen or or like you better take your money and sell right now right i mean that's why you have stockbrokers that's why you have realtors True. I mean, because they're going to help you. Where do I get my buying power? If I've sat on this house long enough and I have a lot of equity and I can get what I want, the product is available for me to buy. Well, do it. I mean, a good stockbroker knows the market no different than we would, mm-hmm. too. So there's a lot to Same be said. Idea. There's a lot to be said with not only knowing when to hold, but even if you're holding, that there's always an optimal moment. You always. never, only do you really know if that was the truth upon reflection, meaning after the fact, but you can feel it when you're in the market for the, for the most part. Yeah. It's just like Apple stock. It is. But who would have known the COVID would have, t- I mean, when this first happened, the, the anticipation was not that this would turn so positively for residential homes. I mean, right. I would never it, have thought I, the no, first thing I thought was, oh, my that's my goodness. point that's my point so. 2006 all over again these poor people like i've stayed in a little house this whole time so because i buy the truck the truck's what kills you but i was like oh my goodness and what then, is gonna happen but, but then you know Who a, a couple it? weeks into Who it knew? as i was doing these homes and i was i mean i bought one in the middle of this so mm-hmm. i could see what was what was happening but it was it, it was not what i expected it to be initially that inventory would stay so low and the desire to buy would stay so well high. interest rates would have dropped to an all-time low and that people would still be buying homes even if they weren't able to go and see them the way they used to i mean certainly we've seen certain things and it's all change. throughout the it's throughout it's not the world us, it's right. not just it's not here just us. like it's everywhere I so mean, buying a house in the 70s you buy a hundred thousand dollar house you have money to put down and you have your closing costs, just like now. But there's no help in the 70s. Hmm. And interest rates were 17, 26. Sometimes you were paying to get the money oh, from the bank. Sure. You were paying really a lot of money. For sure. So $100,000, your 96000 goes to the seller. Then you've got to come up with that 4000 Well, 100000 in 1975 was a lot, a lot of, money. of money. It was a lot of money. A lot of money. So there was no government assistance. There was no government back. It was the bank was holding that money. 
Correct. And they were the ones on the hook. And and they held the note for the longevity of the note, too, back then. It wasn't the way it is today where when you get a mortgage, they're selling that mortgage sometimes one, two, three, five times. Right. I mean, they held on to it. There was no inspections for the most part. Everything was caveat emptor, which some states are still the same way. Florida is not. Florida is a dis- full disclosure state. If you know, if you know something you is disclose. affecting, then you must disclose. If you don't want to know... You let the buyer have their inspections, and then if something falls through, then you must disclose. Correct. But yeah, so there was no real inspections. There were no inspectors. There were no appraisers, because that didn't even come out until late 80s. So you were just, hey, Mr. Bob, I want to buy a house. And Mr. Bob says, sure, it's 110. And they're like, let's go get the... So there was none of this. It was a handshake, and they both met at the bank. That was it. Sign a piece of paper. Correct. God, I wish we could go back. Well, to that. and some of the things I thought Don't of you last wish night we could go back to that. Whenever I was thinking about this, not not just from that, but the way we buy homes. So you recall, like you would go by a broker's office, you would see all of the pictures up in the window. It would have information on it, but they had to look through, you know, documents and pages and pages to find homes. The way that we see homes and how. The information is afforded to us. We tell this to people all the time. Like they've seen your house 10 times before they've even known there was a sign in the front yard or even driven by it. I mean, it it is not the way it used to be. People used to go out to developments and look for a sign. They would go to a broker and say, what do you have? To which they would have to go through booklets. They had books. I mean, it was just the way that you found things is not the way you do today. I mean, they didn't even have fax machines back then. So Mm -mm. I can't, I can't really, I mean, we'll have to bring somebody in another, when we do this again, who was really there. And they have that, like newspaper paper. Mm -hmm. And that's all they had was you look through the book. Open houses were advertised. Yeah, open houses were normal. Newspaper advertising was the way it was done, was you put something in the paper. The way that it was gone about is completely, the way you find a realtor is different. It's so, it's so. Well, there were probably so few at the time. Well, not only that, but I mean, today, it's not the way it used to be because you find your realtors in many cases off of these websites, right? Mm -hmm. So. It, it doesn't matter who listed. It's who is the best SEO? who's advertising. Who has the like, best right, SEO? Who's, who's advertising to get to get my business? So then we talk about tax write-offs for a house. So that didn't come till the mid eighties. Right. So you're paying this astronomical amount of interest, and you didn't get to write it off. Correct. And it was high. It was really high. So financing was very creative then because it had to be because the banks wanted to make money, but they had interest rates that would make them want to get money. Right now, interest rates are about two and a half percent, but the ability to get the loan is very tight because banks aren't making money. So they want to make sure that you're going to pay for it. Correct. Like in the COVID, my, my loan has been sold and we paid our mortgage through, or I didn't take a forbearance or anything, but we've paid it throughout and I've had three service changes in the last six months. I was like, "This is that's annoying." That well, and it makes you wonder with all the fraud, how much of it's real. I mean, that's what really gets. You me mean that there's so, the well, yeah, change? well, because you don't know. You don't know whether people are just fraudulently sending you stuff. Mm. And we're back. I know, Barry. Eight five zero six five six triple zero nine.
Welcome back. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're on regular time. I guess the Gators were postponed. We're not playing. We were talking about the 70s, buying a house in the 70s versus today. So Scott picked out Saturday Night Fever music, which is, you know, I love the Bee Gees. If you know me for five minutes. Uh, I still have a Bee Gees poster on my walls if I could. Probably one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah, I mean, with so many It's consistently beautiful throughout the whole... For sure. The whole album. The entire playlist, as you would say. Yes. So I was talking about in the break that we have uh, some coming soons. Yeah, we do. One in particular is uh, one that I recently got. Um, Prior customer, a lot of upgrades, and made some big changes in such a small space, but it's in the residences of Whispering Pines. Um, unit 85, uh, it is priced at 89.9. It's a two, one and a half, roughly a thousand square feet, a little less. But the, um, the upgrades that are in it are just fantastic. Dope. Yeah. I mean, really looks The kitchen good. is like, that's the kitchen I want in my little house. And it's, it's a, really and it's a pretty. small kitchen, but it's, it's really, really well pretty done. Really pretty kitchen. Yeah. Really pretty. And she screened in Great. the back porch. It's really pretty kitchen. So good it's 89.9. It's a condo. Residence is, is, is right is. on Blair Stone. Not Blair Stone, but yes, Blair, Blair Stone. Stone. Correct. And we have 615 Morgan Avenue in Chattahoochee. Yes. It's 7,400 square feet, a little bit more. Five bedrooms, lots of baths. You could fit that condo in the size of that kitchen. Yeah, you could. And the breakfast big, area. Yeah, that is a big kitchen. Eight acres, corner lot, beautiful concrete pool, beautiful home, beautiful white brick. All it is beautiful lovingly re- brought back to life restored yes it is quite a pretty place we have one at 3308 north ridge road which is off that gale off that five points ridge road yep it's 2300 square feet four bedrooms two and a half baths two living spaces kitchen of course deck big screen porch nice lot private great location for schools great location for schools especially with four bedrooms good yeah. rent it had good rent to its concrete block and that is 149.9 nice nice yeah and that'll be coming on as soon as i get the pictures and Wait everything pictures. and everything else is sold sorry yeah. check back with us i know my alarm point went in seconds did moments but Great would it house. have sold as quickly? No, it would not have. And with, it certainly you had a would not published have, book. And it would not have sold monthly, for the amount of money. The, the books came out monthly, and then they had weekly updates. Hmm. And there were far few realtors at that time. Yeah. And far few. Just imagine, like, price changes or things that we do today that are just on the fly that you could not do the same way. Of course, they didn't have all the documentation that we have to have today, too, though. So when changes are made, we have to document all that. Where back then, I'm sure that a verbal was probably okay. And I always felt like I learned I didn't sell one house during the big 0506 in Florida, like the big buildup. I only sold in the downturn, and I thought that was such good training. Well, yeah. To be able to... If you can Learned. do it in the tough of times, and, imagine what you can do in the I best of times. And I really think the realtors might want to sit down and learn how to market a house. Yeah. Get a good mentor. We're Start probably there. not it. <laughs> We're probably not. Or are we? We're not. May not be the right fit for you, and that's fine. But get a good mentor. Get somebody you're willing to listen to that says, 
the pictures should not be crooked or upside down. Or you might want to pick some blankets and towels off the floor before you take a picture of a rental. Like there's a rental here in our board, a rental for sale off of Tharp. And the bedrooms are like a 12-year-old lived in it. I mean, these are these people are in their college years. Yes. Why would an investor be like, yep, that's my tenant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick that tenant. Because the investors have to honor the leases that are intact. So you say get a, men- get a, a mentor. Good mentor. And I look I at do that say and I that. say, well, it's not just that's all relevant, right? What's a good mentor? I think most people are a little less hard-skinned as we are. So most people don't want to know. So if I would say we're a great mentor, but if you don't want to know, yeah, if you're willing, to if you don't want to know, look, then I'm not the person. It's now. just like I guess I learned a long time ago the love sandwich, and I'm not really good at giving love sandwiches. Okay, I, I want you to do what's what's good for you, right? I mean, you got to, but you also got to be able to tell the truth. Well, I mean, this is someone's home, right? You can't be like pussyfooting around and saying it's a big no, investment and a wouldn't big Wouldn't it be transaction. a great idea? I'm gonna hide the address. Wouldn't it be a great idea if we took straight photos? Like, I don't even have the vernacular. Like, I don't even have the ability to do. Like, well, I'm because just, in many cases, it should just be assumed. And the brokers should really take a hard line as in the ultimate endscape, you're representing the broker, like the owner of the company. So if you're a sales associate and you have some, somebody should be watching what you're doing and making sure that your photos are are not upside down. This is someone's home. You get one shot. Was it eight seconds? Well, the yes. study says they have eight seconds. It's eight seconds before someone when they makes get out of the car. Eight on, seconds on between whether the, or not that's the home for them, or even if it, they're going to consider it as the well, home. I think you don't. Seconds. You will never get that eight seconds you, if, if your, your pictures are, are like some down. that we see. But I always go back to what I say. I think it is like online dating for for homes. If you do not put your best pictures forward, I think that it only hurts the seller and the price that you receive for the property. I I just cannot think of another. There's just no other alternative with regards to that. I mean, there's a lot of it. And it's not just the picture that you put out there. Sometimes the picture comes in the form of a description, the way that you talk about how, the remarks, how, how, to show how the things happen, right? I mean, it, it, you know. There's one right now that says you don't even show this home unless you're willing to rent it back to the owner for six months, which I don't even know. A mortgage person would have to tell me if that's even possible. Like yeah. If you were to get a mortgage, I think you have to be in the house for you sixty have, days. In sixty you, within days, 60 I know FHA is that way. And then, if it's six months, you've you've missed the. That's a different kind of loan, right? Well, then you've missed the option to even make homestead. It your homestead. You I mean, can't there's, homestead there's so the par- many different elements of that that honestly, I and wait I, to put it up. But wait. I, I get why they're doing I it don't. because, well, I think that the. <laughs> I don't think it makes sense to do it, but I'm saying I get why they're trying to maximize in the greatest market that we've seen in quite some time. So why not maximize on that now if I'm a seller? But what's that going to look like for the buyer in four, six months? So the buyer has to be in the house in 60 days. There's no mortgage police, but you don't want to get in that kind of trouble because investor, investor loans are more expensive the rates are higher so banks make more money so they want you in that house living in it you can't claim homestead correct 
because it'll be six months. You Correct. won't be residing in the property Correct. by December 31st. You'll own it, but won't be able to live in it. So there goes your homestead. Right. And this guy's house has to be built. So you don't know if it's going to even be built in February or not. You do not. Between now and the COVID, like, are you serious? And you'd be stuck. And that's all in the listing for everybody to see. So I'm not saying anything out of tune, but no. But it's just the it, it, it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. But you know, there's it's, such limited supply. I'm sure somebody will bite. It just I hope that their buyer's agent is attuned enough to explain what we just said. This is what's going to happen to you. You can get a mortgage, but this is what's going to happen to you. You won't be able to get homestead for this year. Why? Because this is what's going to happen to you. You, I don't believe that um, most of that comes out sometimes, and so it's unfortunate. But you know, I hope it does. Yeah, I hope w- that they are attuned. And sometimes Scott or I giving another realtor information, we'll call it, is not what they want to hear. But that doesn't mean that legally and just morally, ethically, we shouldn't. Maybe we should take a class. <laughs> something like I remember in the beginning of my career I was harsh on feedback much harsher than I am now I mean now I just have Facebook pages and try to do it passively but uh, realtors were like Patty maybe you should take a class maybe <laughs> you should how, I'm like, how do you deliver information a, to me this is like this is a business like what, shouldn't the owner want to know that their house reeks shouldn't the owner know that there's mold in the shouldn't shouldn't they know that it looks like the ceiling's going to cave in Nope. <laughs> I learned that in the first two years. We, nope. We they li- don't really want to know. We live in know. very sensitive times. They don't want to know. And that was 19, whatever, 2003. It's not as sensitive as now. They don't want to know. So that was our stupid listing segment. Well, So we'll go back to the 70s in a minute. There <laughs> After this there wonderful stupid listings song. back then. No, I'm sure there were. But you could get away with it, right? 850-656-0009. Stick with us. We're talking about houses in the 70s. That's Scott Cowart. We help people buy, sell, invest in real estate here in Leon County and surrounding counties. So we're talking about home sales in the 70s versus 2020, which is like, oh, it's 50 years now. I know. My bad. I said 40. Well, you never were great at math. So. <laughs> really wasn't. I'm really good full, at writing. Full, full disclosure. Writing and talking about my feelings. <laughs> You're not. No. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's that's a no. But I do have to use calculators to subtract more than three digits right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So houses in the 70s. So I think it is a fascinating topic. The homes were cheap, but they were smaller. But they yes. were only cheap today. But in the end, if you stayed in the home a long time, I mean, the costs are the costs. All you're doing is fixing the absolute housing costs. Well, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. I mean. Fixing the housing costs. Well, you cost. also can't live in the house for 50 years and not take care of maintenance 
it's not going to grow in value. It's not going to grow in value. Deferred maintenance is not necessarily the way to go. They didn't have homestead then. At least that I know of, I have to look for Florida. But you didn't have McMansions. But homes were built with plaster, which is really hard to repair, especially nowadays. The stuccos are really hard to match. Here in town, there's, what, one or two stucco people? Yeah. Because it's an art. Bricklayers well, is an art. There's not many real stucco homes here. South Florida, No, yes, South Florida. But, you know, and I mean Central Florida to South Florida. I was in Clearwater a couple weeks ago, and I was standing on the sidewalk for like 45 minutes watching a guy apply stucco. It took me a while when I moved here to realize that they were doing this this artificial the, stucco. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? This was real stucco. He was applying. He was redoing the stucco on the house, and I was watching him, and it was, it was I wish I'd. I should have videotaped it, but I didn't. And it was really interesting to watch. It is, for sure. It I was mean, so time-consuming. Most things here are more of a facade. And I tell people, you're going to buy a stucco home, buy a stucco home, but it's like anything else. Have a, have a third party come look at it and make sure it's intact because our stucco is built, generally speaking, against a frame home, a wood yes. frame, not against concrete block. Correct. So it, it makes it easier for the pests to get underneath the stucco because think of it as a skin. Like, our brick is brick veneer. It's not brick. Well, there are some, house. generally speaking. It's yeah, just, generally speaking, it's not. It, it it's, is. But even then, brick veneer to apply is, is over a dollar a brick. I mean, it's very expensive. Oh, it's not. It's not an inexpensive proposition. I think it just really goes down to it being frame versus CBS construction. Very different. Yeah. Very different life. Very different. No double vanities for the most part in the, right. in the 70s. Scott. <laughs> I mean, I, I bought a home recently, and I don't have a double vanity, so I get it. How, what age was your house? It's 68. So, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. But it was... It didn't... It doesn't... Are you going to put a double vanity in it? Or are you going to rehab it? I have I have redone the bathrooms, but we are eventually going to enlarge the master bathroom. And create one. Because it really isn't a master bath right now, is it? No, there's a master bath. It's just not, not, not the size that... It would be two gentlemen can use at the same time that's all or two ladies yeah well, i mean, it's not I mean about that. whomever yeah. i'm just saying there ain't a lot of space <laughs> it isn't a lot of space i mean it's a it's a lovely bathroom it's just yeah siblings shared a room yeah now it's like i have four kids i need four bedrooms yeah you think of the jack and jill bathrooms today none of that back then no i mean it, it, even when you think of masters back then quite frankly they all did not have an ensuite. No, my parents many had a half them, bath. Many of them were out the hallway, yep, and it was a half bath. My, my dad's was. So, my mom and dad's was a half bath with sliding door closet. Not a lot of stuff. And, and I slept with my sister Teresa. She, I don't know, if she's on right now, but we we had a pull out sofa, and goodness. we slept in there for a long time. Well, we wanted it because they had more room in the bedroom. But yeah. she's nine years older than me, so in my family, I, that was I was the split. So I was the bottom of the four and the top of the four. Yeah, I n- never shared a bedroom. I had to share a bedroom with my sisters. At, when I was little, it was three girls. It was myself, Teresa, well, my you, eldest sister. I mean, your parents had a lot. We had bunk of children, beds, seven, I mean, but never seven at one time. Yeah, we. It was just me and my sisters. It was so most was we always had a three bedroom or four bedroom. I don't even know home. if Michael lived in the house when Kathleen. Like they left when they were seventeen and eighteen. They were out. Well, I mean, when you have that many people in a <laughs> house. So God I don't bless know. Them. I'd I'd have probably to, done it too. Yeah, I think if Kathleen lived there, she was only there for a year when my youngest, my younger brother. So there were been maybe five. But we had a basement and we had a big acre. So it was kind of house where if the light was up, 
the sun was up, you were out. You yeah. weren't hanging around in your bedroom. No, definitely not. I mean, we had like, what was that, Pong? Yeah. You know, if, in the if, late if 80s, that. we had Pong, but other than you're that, a, it was... You're, you're Atari. It was a basketball hoop, and you get out and... Right, and learn play, how ho- to, play horse or do something. Yeah, I, I mean, horse. I did too. We, learn how to garden. But we play. were all, I mean, we also were children that were allowed to go out and explore and whatnot. I mean, the everything has changed these days, and I think people are a little uh, less likely to allow their children to go out. Yeah, because the freaks. Which is why I think you need more space. It just, it, everything has kind of changed, and therefore, you know. The home's changing the functionality, though. Right. And even now, with COVID, it's, it's going to change again. Yeah, like, where do we is. put, if we have to work from home, where's that office going to be? If we're having a hybrid class, which I don't know if any chance is that going away anytime soon so kids will be at home as well as kids will be at school where do they do their homework like how do you function with all of that you know i was i was recently well yesterday that recent i called the real estate school to find out you know when the next class would be that they have in class um sessions and nowhere in the near future. Is Are you getting would, your broker's class? No, it was for my daughter oh. who would like to go. And okay. I, I have always said it makes more sense to be in class, especially at a younger age, because you don't have life's experiences. You've not bought and sold homes. You don't really understand the things that I think come somewhat natural to realtors as they're taking their, their exam. And that's not always the case. But when you're that young, when you're 20 years old, you just don't have that same experience. And so I'd like her to go to a class. No, no, no. Is anyone doing it? I only called them, but I'm going to, I, I was going to call a friend of ours to, she's teaching. I'd like to know where she's teaching. So there's, I took my appraiser CEUs online. It was a streaming online. Cause I, I will know I'm getting too old to just read the computer screen and take the test. It takes me six times as long. Right. Because I can't retain the information the way I used to. Especially rule, laws and statutes. I, I feel like I'm dyslexic. So I did a streaming class. And they had the Zoom crew, which was us, in the background. And then there were people attendees. And that was good. Because there was real-life questions. They asked the Zoom crew questions. And then the people sitting there could ask questions. And I felt that was... If you're going to have to do it, that was a good way to get it done. Yeah, and I think continuing education is easier to do the way you know through media such mm-hmm. as that i just think it's very hard with your initial assessment to did to you take, take yours that. at the real estate school i did i mean that's where i took mine i of course i took one eight years prior to that also in a in a class setting but i learned better in a class setting and i took my brokers online straight online no streaming and i i really wish i hadn't i i passed the first time but i felt like i would have got more out of it and there's not a lot of you know, Tallahassee's a small town. So Clearwater, where I'm familiar with and their real estate, they have like little independent a independent brokers that network and talk to Correct. each other. And they have these little clubs. And yep. I'm like, how nice is that? Yep. Yep. So you could talk about this is a way to grow or this is the way or maybe, you know, you want this agent. I'll take that agent. Like you swap agents. Well, the one thing I explained to her is that, you know, as you take the class, it is teaching you how to take and pass the state exam but that is not that is not what you need to know that information but that is not being a realtor you learn the trade by doing the work and hopefully having a good mentor as we we said before but i still would like her to be able to have that information to draw upon and i think it would be easier for her but we're we're
we're going to figure out some way to. And some people, and I don't know if it's your daughter, but some people listen or, or learn by listening, yep. auditory, visual, or by yes. doing. So how does that play into it? And I know I'm 100% auditory. I need to actually hear you talk to me. Yeah, I, on certain things I need that. When it comes to mathematical things, I don't need to, I don't need to hear anything. I, I can see things, and oh. it makes sense to me. When it but, came to closing documents for my broker exam, I went to my friend Jess at North Florida Title, yeah. and she had to walk you through it auditorily tell me this and i was like oh i get it but i think you need that i need i but i know i need it so it's not like well you've got some experience too right so imagine a 20 year old who has no experience and doesn't understand that i think it's very difficult to jump in without having some i think it would be very challenging and i but i don't understand why we're allowing people to go back to school we're allowing people to go back to universities and yet we're not giving classes that are trade related we're not opening that back up i don't understand that my son is at his hvac school they're having it well not for realtors but i mean that may be a business choice so we'll have to find out could be but i'd like to know thanks for listening this was a fun show which so fast the 70s did the 70s 70s came and went like that patty wilson patty's (laughs) playhouse house talk with a happy ending every time